This is a podcast from Minute Media. I think this is going to be a, a good week uh, to see, are, are the Patriots, are they back? You know, with Tennessee coming in, who has a, a great defense, um, I'm still not sold on their offense without Derrick Henry. Um, but, you know, they, they still won some games without him. Um, it, it's it's going to be a good test for them to see, are, are the Patriots this, you know, imposing force? And then, you know, when they have to, when they have two games against the Bills still coming up um, and this Tennessee game, it, we – could be complete opposite in, you know, five weeks. Happy Thanksgiving from all of us here at Big Man Bets, including the Hall of Famer, the left tackle, the greatest show on turf, a man who has been through some odd coaching firings, Orlando Pace, and the seven-time Pro Bowler, New York Jet for life, a man who's got his own special turkey dinner that he's going to share with us, I hope, and Nick Mangold as well. Guys, it is Thanksgiving week, and we're putting the Lions on blast at the start of it. If Big Man Betts was the commissioner of the NFL, Nick, should the Detroit Lions, who are coming in winless with a tie to play Chicago at 11.30, and no one's interested in this game at all, should they be banned from Thanksgiving? Should we relegate the Lions from Turkey Day? <laughs> Um, no, I don't think we should relegate them. You know, I, I it, it, there's something very iconic about the Cowboys and, and the Lions playing on Thanksgiving. Um, you know, I remember I was able, I played one of the games I played in Dallas and it just, it had a, a special feel to it. Um, so while they stink, um, and it doesn't help that the Bears stink too, that it's going to be a terrible game. Um, I, I, I don't think we should get rid of it. Uh, I, I like the tradition. I like having the third game now, um, you know, having a full slate of NFL football on, on, uh, on Turkey day is fantastic. Um, and, and it's good. I know it's going to be a terrible game, but it's still going to be on and I'm still going to watch it. Uh, and I think that's, that's kind of the part Like you don't, it's almost, you know, as you're doing all the prep and you're trying to get ready for the dinner. Um, and, and you know, th- that's the showcase you almost kind of don't want a very interesting game because then, you know, you got to sit there and, and pay attention and watch it. So having, you know, a, a game that you don't really care about um, and can have on in the background. So that way, like if a big play happens and they show the replay, you, you can catch it, but you don't have to watch it, you know, intently. Yeah. I think outside of Detroit, uh, I actually like the tradition as well. Uh, it's almost like an appetizer before, the main course and dessert uh, in terms of football is probably on everybody's background in, in on Thanksgiving Day. Nobody really has interest outside of it other than, you know, the two teams that's really playing. And it's not going to be a good game nine times out of ten. But, you know, you don't really want to pay attention because you're doing so much prep work for Thanksgiving anyway. Uh, but it is good uh, to have on, see, see a few plays here and there. But uh, I don't think anybody, I know I won't, I, you know, it'll be on in the background because it is part of tradition, uh, you know, who who the Lions are playing at the time. But, you know, it, it doesn't make a big deal. I don't, I don't know if it has, matter of fact, this game this year doesn't have any playoff implications. So I uh, just want to see some good football in, in between, you know, doing my husbandly duties and uh, and, and probably pick, doing some some snacking also, so. Orlando, do guys want to play on Thanksgiving or is that like, oh man, uh, I can't believe I got to spend Turkey Day at least partly away from my family? I've been fortunate. So I've never played on Thanksgiving. So for me, um, it, it, it never really mattered. I probably would hate playing and it, it not so much the game, but just traveling. 
if you're not playing for, you know, I did pay for, you know, I mean, the Lions or, or the Cowboys, um, you know, I would hate traveling, you know, getting home late, eating, a, you know, having to reheat my dinner later on that night or something like that, or having Thanksgiving a day before. Uh, so I would hate that part. Uh, maybe Nick can speak to, to the, you know, because he said he did play in Dallas uh, one, one Thanksgiving. So I've never had that, that, that happen to me, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure I would like it. Yeah, so I, I'm trying to think if I played two or three times. I, I can guarantee two. One was the incident, and then the other was in Dallas. Um, so I know that there was at least two times. And actually playing on Thanksgiving, I enjoyed a lot. You know, it was kind of it was it was weird because you know you move everything, um, but when you don't play on Thanksgiving, you have that Sunday game after Thanksgiving. You don't really have a true Thanksgiving. You know, you don't wake up in the morning with nothing to do, you still have to go in and, and, and go to work and, and get your practice in. Usually it was a shorter day uh, anytime uh, that we weren't playing on Thanksgiving. It was a shorter day. You know, we were out by noon or one. Um, but, you know, when you don't get to be able to, to wake up, um, you know, see the parade in the background, watch football all day long while you're, you're prepping and eating your meal, um, you, you kind of miss out on, on the true Thanksgiving. And obviously you don't really understand that until out, you're out of the league and, and you're not playing anymore. Um, but when you're able to do play on Thanksgiving, you get that three day weekend, you can move Thanksgiving to the next day. You know, you still have family that comes in. Um, everyone just kind of switches around. Obviously you don't have the parade. I think my family, I think we ended up taping it. And so we tried to do like the true, Hey, listen, we were just, we're a day later. Um, and it was actually really nice because like, it was a calming Thanksgiving that you usually don't get, uh, in a normal season. Was the incident discussed at belated Turkey dinner? um no that that was such a beat down i don't even think we mentioned the word football um at all that weekend like that was that was such an ugly game and and there were so many bad things i mean obviously the incident stands out as the biggest bad thing but there were other so many other bad things that happened that game that we just we kind of forgot about football for the weekend um and and enjoyed the time see that, that, that would be the tough part if you lose on thanksgiving day like, dude, going home, you're supposed, you know, it's the holidays. You're supposed to be upbeat in spirit, and you're worried about, you know, if you're the Lions, man, year in, year out, you're losing on that. I mean, that has to suck as a, as a Thanksgiving Day uh, holiday, if you think about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, you don't want you don't want that feeling of, of a loss. Like, you know, when you lose on a Sunday, you got to go back to work Monday. You're right back, you know, the new week starts after you get done watching the film. You know, you kind of turn it off. Um, but it's just, it's one of those things where when you do get the opportunity to have that full day where you don't have to wake up, you don't have to go in the facility. Um, you know, you get to spend the the whole day with your family. Um, you're, you're able to kind of to just put it aside, you know, and, and like, um, it's kind of the same way, you know, you go into a bye week if you lose going into a bye week yes, it, it sucks for that first day after losing. Um, but then, you know, this is your only time to rest or you kind of just, you, you push it aside. Uh, I think it's the same thing. You're like, listen, I'm not going to let uh, the business side um, wear down my family side. So I'm, I'm going to put that aside and, and just enjoy what Thanksgiving is, spending time with the family and gobbling down way too much food. So then you have to worry about weigh-ins the next week. There you go. There you go. 
what would also suck on Thanksgiving is knowing that you're going to get fired after the game on Thanksgiving, uh, which is what's going on apparently in, in Chicago with the Bears. Uh, this is maybe the worst bungling of a coach firing ever where the, it, the report is out there that he's getting fired, but he hasn't been told. He's got to meet the media. Other coaches are meeting the media. Uh, what, what's the uh, – Orlando, I know you've had a, a weird firing uh, in your day. What, what's that like? Uh, what, I, you can go through the Mike March situation, but what's that like for the players? And you almost – I mean, Matt Nagy's turned into a sympathetic figure right now. It's, it's not fair. This is not how this should go down. Yeah, yeah, it's always tough. Anytime a coach get gets fired midseason, or you just know he's going to get fired either, you know, either midseason or after after the season, it kind of the morale in the locker room is a little different. You have to, you almost have to be selfish in a sense and say, hey, we're just playing for each other, because it 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 can get really nasty. I remember when Mike March was going through his thing with the with the St. Louis Rams. Um, you know, he was he would pop. You know, he was going through back surgery as well, so. He would pop in and just say, you know, things about the organization. It was just, it was complete chaos. And as players, we're kind of looking around like, hey, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to keep my job at this point and play well and, and make sure I do my job and, and let everything else fall out, you know, fall where it may. So that, you know, we just keep our head down and continue to work and play for each other and, and try to get wins. So, because, you know, obviously going through that transition is always tough. And, and, and you know, the organization coach and they make it public. Uh, what they're doing to McNaggy, I think everybody knows he's going to get fired. But, you know, to say it's today after Thanksgiving and, and leak those reports are, are just ridiculous at this point. Yeah, I I don't understand why anyone would put out, like, listen, you're, this person's going to be fired at a later date. Like, if you're going to do it, you might as well just do it and, you know, end the speculation. Like, I've always been intrigued, like, when people, like, you know, especially when you get towards the end of the season, like, well, after the season, he's going to be fired. Like, well, then why not just do it now and, you know, solve, like, save all the questions and all the other stuff. Um, I've never been a part of a midseason firing. I have seen other coaches, uh, you know, complain about organization, which is always a weird um, dynamic when you're sitting in a, a meeting room. They're like, well, you know, it comes from above that I have to do this. Um, and it's like, I, I don't understand that. Like, it's, it's weird. Um, but it is, you know, it, it's one of those things as you go through it, like you understand that guys are going to get cut, coaches are going to get fired and hired and, and, and move around. Um, and it's it just, it sucks. If, you know, everyone talks about, you know, Matt Nagy needs to be fired and, and should be fired and all this other stuff, but to kind of like dangle him for a game uh, because now like if he doesn't get fired after Thanksgiving game, you know, there's, it, it's in the ethos that, Hey, listen, we talked about doing it. Um, and then if he does, you sit there and then you feel bad for him. Like, oh man, you got fired after Thanksgiving. Like it, it's just, it's, it's such a terrible time. Like, I don't understand what the Bears organization is doing. Um, it, it's, I, I, I don't get it at all. Yeah. I think, I think when you, as a player, one, one thing that we always thought players get cut or fired every day throughout the season. So to see a coach go or something happen to a coach, uh, it's just part of the business it's, it's, as, a, as a young player, you just learn that early. Like when you may have teammates that's getting cut weekly or, or, or every every so often, it's nothing for a, a coach to be fired. And we understand that we're I think we're adults or men in that locker room. We kind of see the writing on the wall as well. Like, hey, we're not winning. He's kind of losing the locker room a little bit. Um, he's probably not going to make it throughout the year. So that, that's that's uh, that was our take on it. Did you feel bad for March at the time? 
Um, you know what? I, you know what? I, I, I saw the writing on the road. Uh, you know, he was going through some. He was going through some different things with the organization. Uh, I, it, I think it was time for a change, uh, per se. And I think he, he he would say that today too. Uh, they just weren't getting along uh, between you know he and the front office. It became extremely public and nasty. So it, it, you know you're like a kid in a divorce, man. Hey, you guys should just separate, be done with it, and move on. So. I didn't feel bad for either party. Um, you know, I know I, I like Mike as, as, a, as a coach and as a man, but uh, I think he would say the same. It was time for him to go. So Orlando, you're just a classy guy. That I, <laughs> I, I, even today, hey, you're splitting the difference. You, you, all, you both have your 50%. I, I appreciate it. Um, all right, hey, let, let's move on to a, a team that it seems to have found their footing uh, which is the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think we're all impressed that their defense has come uh, so far so fast. Uh, do we think the Super Bowl runs through Kansas City, or at least the AFC side of it? Uh, or Nick, are you looking at the Chiefs like that right now with everything that's going on in the AFC? Um, I mean, with everything that's going on in the AFC, it's still a wide open. Um, you know, you, you have no idea what's going to happen week in and week out. Uh, so far, it looks like KC is, you know, finding its footing, which is a good time, you know, as we're, we're getting past midseason and, and getting to where you need to make that playoff push. The defense has come around, um, which was a big thing. And I think with the defense being elevated, I think Patrick Mahomes has had less of that feeling that he needs to go out there and, and just make these uh, miraculous throws and win the game for him. He's been able to, to, to still do amazing things because he's a fantastic talent, um, but he's not putting the weight of the shoulder weight of the team on his shoulders. Um, I, I, it's still going to take some time. You know, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how, you know, with the way that new England's been playing recently, you know, they're going up, going back to the way that uh, bill started with Brady, you know, playing great defense, running the ball. Um, they still have two clashes with the bills. Um, seeing where the bills are, you know, the bills have been up and down, um, you know, are they going to find their footing, uh, Tennessee, you know, are they, uh, this is going to be a great test for them, uh, this weekend, you know, against the Patriots. So it's, it's still wide open. Um, and you know, and then Baltimore too is still in that mix. So I, I can't say that the road to Super Bowl goes through anybody, um, because they all see, no one seems to have put themselves right out in front and said, and showing like, hey, we're the big bad team of the AFC. Um, we just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, it's it's wide open uh, for me. Last week we were we were saying that the Super Bowl runs through Nashville, right? And then you know they go out and they lose to to the Texans uh, last week. Uh, so you just never know that the AFC is wide open. Everybody had Buffalo, uh, so it's a week to week. This week it is KC because they did. Uh, their defense played really well against the Dallas Cowboy offense, uh, which I'm still a little uncertain on. I don't know if it was uh, good Kansas City defense or just Dallas just played awful offensively uh, and, and you know didn't didn't do what Dallas normally does. Uh, but yeah, I think right now uh, just because Patrick Mahomes and what he's capable of, the weapons that they have with Tariq Hill, uh, you know, and those guys. Uh, if they defense can play anywhere similar to what they played this past week against the Cowboys, I would probably say City is the team to beat in the AFC. When you look around, it's the Buffalo thing is completely amazing. Uh, Nick, it sounds to me, just to follow up on that, it sounds to me like you're a believer in the Patriots. Is that accurate? <laughs> um, I don't want to be. Uh, that's <laughs> I, I don't. Um, but you know they're doing they're doing the the blueprint. 
that I think um, Bill had started with, you know, as Brady came into the league and, you know, then he skyrocketed and they kind of changed a little bit. The blueprint is playing fantastic defense, not making any mistakes and running the ball. Um, and that's what they're doing right now. And, you know, Mac Jones is, is working in there uh, fantastically with the way that he's been able to make the right reads, get the ball out fast. Um, nothing crazy. Don't make mistakes. Let the other team uh, make the mistakes and we'll capitalize on it. Um, and so I think this is going to be a, a good week uh, to see are, are the Patriots, are they back, you know, with Tennessee coming in, who has a, a great defense. Um, I'm still not sold on their offense without Derrick Henry. Um, but, you know, they, they still won some games without him. Um, it, it's it's going to be a good test for them to see are, are the Patriots this, you know, imposing force. And then, you know, when they have to, when they have two games against the Bills still coming up, um, and this Tennessee game, it, we it could be complete opposite in you know five weeks, saying yeah yeah they're they're still not there they're coming along. So um, right now it seems like they're trending upwards. Uh, what that means for the rest of the season, I don't know. Um, but you know right now the blueprint looks pretty good. Orlando and, and Nick, you can follow up on this. If Belichick does this and wins a Super Bowl with rookie Mac Jones and putting everything else together. Is that more impressive than Brady leaving New England, going down to Tampa, and in his first year winning the Super Bowl with the Bucs? Let's, let's pit these two against each other. I love doing it. I, I, I don't think so. I think what Tom did last year was, was r- remarkable. To go to a new franchise, year one, with different pieces, you know, a multitude of different pieces, um, you know, obviously that, that, that's probably never been done before in the history of the game. What Bill has done, and, what, and even if he does it with a rookie quarterback, we, we've kind of seen this play out a little bit with the six round, I mean, you know, six round guy and Tom Brady, go ahead and, and win the Super Bowl. So we know his system works, right? If he has the right pieces and they play good, solid defense. But to go down into a completely new organization, year one, with so many different pieces and still be able to win a, a title down there is still, I think it's, I think it's probably the best thing that, that's happened in, in the national football league in terms of surprises for ball clubs and organizations. So. Yeah. Um, I hate to, to not be the contrarian here, but uh, I th- I'm with Orlando completely. You know, I think watching Tom go down to a whole new team, whole new organization, um, whole new staff, new teammates, and be able to put together a Super Bowl run and win it, uh, I think is so much more amazing than a coach who has the system, has been doing it for 20 years, to be able to plug the right people in and, and repeat the success. I, I, I think Tom wins out easily. I think the biggest thing that it will reinforce um, if, if Bill is able to do it, and I, I don't think he will, I, I think – it's a feel-good story, um, but I still just don't see a rookie quarterback winning a Super Bowl. Um, is that the it is a Patriot way, and that is a formula for success. And you know, we always when when Tom was leaving, we're like, well, is it the Patriot way or is it Tom? And you know, that argument back and forth. Um, and I think if he does it and pull if Bill pulls it off, I think the argument instead of you know which one was it was it the Patriot way or was it Tom? I think it now becomes both. The Patriot yeah. way works and Tom works. Um, and so I think that's, that's kind of where we'll see. I, I still, I mean, I, I think they're trending in the right direction. I just, I still don't see a, 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 court, a rookie quarterback winning a Super Bowl. 
Yeah, and I, and I think the next three weeks, uh, including this game against Tennessee, uh, and then those two against Buffalo, will tell a lot about you know obviously if he's prepared, it'll be battle tested. But you know those are those are three good teams that you know obviously if he comes out on the other side with the victory of those teams, uh, you, you you have to start thinking maybe there's a chance if he plays well in those three games uh, and, and see if there is. But you know playoffs are so so different, and and you know Nick, you could attest to this. There's a different level. Um, you know, you're more scrutinized. They have more tape on you. There's different things that, that defensive coordinators can take advantage of uh, at that stage, of, you know, in the playoffs and, and think, you know. So it, it'll be difficult. But if he does it, man, I think to your point, Nick, they're both really great at what they've done. I think there's, you know, they needed each other, but they also did it without each other. So uh, it'll be it'll be uh, interesting to see if he does that. Let's stay in the AFC, but I, I want to move over to Cleveland. And this is a really interesting study because credit Baker, I guess, for wanting to be on the field. But this dude is injured. He's playing terrible. They're lucky to get by Tim Doyle and the Lions this, this past week, and they're getting smoked. Uh, and the Browns have a huge decision to make. Do you pay Baker or go into the, uh-oh, we have to find our quarterback. This is a nightmare. Scenic Mangle in the New York Jets uh, land. So, I don't know what you do here with, with Baker Mayfield. I mean, Nick, are you paying him? Um, I, I think you got to look at the the total body of work. Um, you know, it, if he is injured and trying to play through it, um, I understand that mentality. I always, um, I always believe that I, me at 50% was better than anybody else at a hundred percent. That was always my thought process. Probably not true. Um, but you know, that, that was my, my theory on it. So, you know, I was always willing to, to fight through. Um, but there coaches have to have a real realistic expectation and say, listen, he, if he's injured and it's prohibiting from him performing at the level that we need him to perform, um, that's on the coaches. They got to shut him down because the player is not going to do it. The player, if he has that mentality that he thinks he's best, no matter, you know, what he is, even if he's got like a leg dangling behind him, um, the coaches need to understand that and say, hey, listen, you know, you're you're not playing. Uh, you're inactive this week. Um, that's just the way that it's going to be. And so as a front office, you got to look at it and say, listen, it, you know, is this because he's injured playing bad or is this kind of the body of work? And that's that's what we're looking at. And this is the best. You know, we're topping out here. and We're not getting any better. If, if you think you've topped out and said, hey, listen, this is as good as it's going to get. Um, and then knowing that you the quarterback carousel is so hard, trying to find that that player. Um, you know, I don't it, it's going to be interesting because I don't think he's he's not going to command top dollar. And this is where we've gotten weird in the NFL is there's we've erased the middle class of quarterbacks. You have the rookies and the first year contract guys. And then you have your superstar, you know, high-end guys. You really don't have this middle class of quarterbacks. And I would put Baker Mayfield in the middle class of quarterbacks. I think he could be paid somewhere, you know, obviously above first-year contracts, but he's not getting the ridiculous contracts like you see with Patrick Mahomes and those types. Um, is he willing to take that? And that's that's where the negotiation part is because that's what I would offer him. I would offer him a middle of the – middle of the road, you know, incentive base. If he does, if he does actually, you know, get him to the promised land, those type of things, um, it would work out for everybody. Um, is he, is he willing to accept that? And I, I that's the big question that nobody knows. Yeah. If, if I'm the Browns front office, I would have to look at the entire landscape of what's available to me 
You know, I'm calling Green Green Bay. I'm calling Aaron Rodgers' agent. I'm calling Russell Wilson's agent and see if there's an immediate upgrade that I can get at a at a at a maxed out price that is a better fit than what Baker's given us. Uh, I don't I don't think I would go to the draft and get a young quarterback, but I would look at those free agents out there and see, hey, is there a guy out there that's better than, than Baker? Because what they what they've done in Cleveland is they've provided him with all the talent in the world. They receivers. You have a great offensive line, a run game, and you're still not winning ball games. So you that points directly at the quarterback. So if there's an if there's a situation or a player out there where I can upgrade a veteran guy, I'm 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 placing those calls and see if we can get a deal done. But the alternative is, hey, you know, we may have to pay pay this guy, develop him, try to develop him some more. And, and see if he can get us over the top at some point. But always, I wouldn't sign him to a long-term deal, maybe a, a franchise tag, one-year deal to, to see if there's more options out there. I don't think uh, long-term Baker Mayfield is, is the answer for the Browns. Uh, so I think they'll always be searching for the next couple of years to see if there's a guy out there that they can pick up. That was a very, very well-balanced Baker take. I, <laughs> I, I, I liked it. Hey, Here's the middle of the road contract. By the way, that's an insane amount of money that uh, your family's family family is going to live well if you take care of it right. So uh, if I was in Baker's spot, that'd be a hard thing to turn down. All right, here, let's, uh, let's do a little buy or sell, guys. The NFC is wild. So is the AFC. I mean, it's just so much parity in the league right now. I got uh, three five and five teams in the NFC. The 49ers, the Saints, the Vikings. Any of the three, all the three, who are you buying? Who do you like the most, though, of those three? At least pick one. Uh, if you're selling them all, give me what, your top top line. Orlando, you want to start with that? Yeah, I think I think when you're looking at the NFC, I, I would have to say out of those three teams, I would go with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'm not a huge believer in Kirk Cousins, but, you know, obviously they have receivers. They have a running game. Uh, you know, they, they've shown more spurts than most of those, the, the other two teams. And in New Orleans, you just don't know what you got at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, you don't know if they could, they could go. They have a good defense, but I don't know if they could do much with that. Uh, so, so for me, it, it's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. I think they could possibly make a run uh, if they get on the road, win, you know, three or four games here down the stretch. I think they have an opportunity to, to make the playoffs and, and, and maybe do some damage in the playoffs once they get in, so. Yeah, uh, of those three teams, that's uh, the obvious sell is the Saints. Um, they don't have a quarterback. Uh, it's it's not going well. That defense that was playing really well isn't anymore. Um, so you know those we got to push them aside. Um, the the safe choice seems to be Minnesota, but I kind of I'm gonna go with San Fran as my buy. Um, I think there's potential there. You know, they, they're starting to come alive a little bit. Um, you know, if you would ask me three weeks ago, I would have sold them immediately as well. Uh, but they keep showing some, some good things. So I think for now, um, but, you know, I, I, it's, it's tough because it's, it's tossing between the two of them. Um, I, I don't think it's like, I think I'm, I'm with the riskier bet. Like, I think the safe bet is Minnesota. I want the risk, riskier bet. Um, because I think it might get me a higher, higher reward, and I'll, I'll take San Fran. I got three six and fours for you in the AFC. Uh, one is coming off a, a, a solid win, and, and that would be the Bengals smoking the Raiders, but the Raiders seem to like they are uh, 
on vacation. And then we got the Bills coming off a terrible loss to Indy. And then there's the enigmatic Chargers. Buying or selling on those three, Nick? Um, Those are tough. I'm not going to sell any of them because I think they all have potential there. You know, the Chargers, I I still think the Bills – the Bills seem to have these fluke games. Like giving up five touchdowns to a guy seems ridiculous. Um, losing to Jacksonville nine to six is ridiculous. But then they go and they, you know, dominate teams. And so I I just, I don't know what to do with the Bills. Um, out of those, I love the Bengals. Um, you know, I, I love Joe Burrow. I, I'm a big fan of his. I think their wide receivers are fantastic. Um, I, they're doing something good in Cincinnati for the first time in a long time. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy them and hope that my, uh, my Bengals are, are, are moving on up. Yeah, for me, I, I like to buy all three of those teams too. And for, and for one reason, you know, for one reason on, on all three of them, they have all up and coming quarterbacks, young quarterbacks. When you look at it, Joe Burrows, you know, is, is playing phenomenal down there in Cincinnati. Uh, Justin Herbert out in, in LA is playing great. Uh, you know, so all those teams, you know, they could go on a, on a, on a nice run. Uh, you know, obviously based on their play and obviously Josh Allen and Buffalo, but just, uh, you know, they, they could all go on, on on great runs because they are young, they're talented, they have good surrounding cast around them. Uh, it's just a matter of can they tie two or three games together with some big wins and, and see if they can go. So I love to buy all three of them, but I do like the Chargers out there and what they're doing out there, man. I think they're doing, they're playing a good brand of football out there. Uh, you know, obviously they, they, they could they could possibly make a run. Is Buffalo still a Super Bowl contender in your mind? I mean, Vegas win bet says yes, but I mean, to Nick's point, you don't know what you're going to get week to week. Yeah, it's just the inconsistency, but that's the league now. So uh, you just you have to wait to the later later round later weeks in the season to see who gets hot, and that still doesn't mean anything because everybody's you know everybody's beating everybody at this point. So um, you know, obviously. Uh, their upside is a lot higher. I think they, because just with their talent, their defense, their receiving core, everything that they have, uh, I do believe they're a strong contender to win the championship. You look at, you know, we talk about the Patriots and the tests that they have coming up with Tennessee and then having to play the Bills. I think on the flip side of that too, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde of the Bills are going to have a big test against uh, New England. And so while, you know, everyone's thinking like, oh, out of New England, you, know, you got to prove it against the Bills, the Bills still have to prove it against New England. And so um, I think we'll know a lot more after we get through those two games, uh, that home and away series where, you know, if, if they look um, like the good Bills, we're going to be all over and be like, yeah, listen, you know, the playoffs run through Buffalo. If, you know, we get the bad Bills, we'll be like, well, they're done. You know, now New England's got the division. So I, it, it's going to be it, – they're just so inconsistent, like everybody else in the league. I mean, they, we obviously don't have anybody that has put themselves out there and we're the best team in the NFL. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with them. Let's make some money based on that in the living in the I don't know land, which the struggle is real. <laughs> you all coming up one in two weeks. We gave – Nick, we gave you a good line on the Baltimore thing, which moved well, which gave you a win. Uh, after yes. Lamar went out. So congratulations on that. Uh, big man bets. We were kind to you out there. And uh, Nick, you should, uh, I mean, uh, Orlando, you should have gotten double for picking the Lions um, and, and running with Tim Doyle. So that, that, that was a solid, solid week. Uh, Orlando's coming in 15 and 16. Uh, Nick is 18 and 13. So we're still battling to the end here. 
Uh, Nick, well, you could start here. Your your pick of the week. Go to WinBet W Y N N B E T dot com for all your gambling needs. Week twelve, uh, Turkey Day is available, or you can uh, wait till the weekend. Where are you going? Um, the games on Turkey Day just stink so bad. So I'm 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 gonna hold off. I think it's gonna be my own personal plays, but I'm I'm gonna hold off. Although the the Bears. Uh, Bears Lions seems like under is the guarantee of the century, but I'm I'm staying away from it. My pick this week, though, um, I think Tom is now on his warpath, um, and this is you know the next step is the Colts, so he's going to a dome. Um, I like the Bucks minus three versus the Colts. Uh, I think I think he's he's switched on, um, and you know when you when you get an angry Tom Brady, uh, he's going to get you some wins. So I'm following the Buccaneers. Yeah, my, my game of the, the week is I have Carolina Panthers versus the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Cam Newton and what he's when he, the energies he's brought to that team, uh, he played extremely well. I think they go to Miami and, and went outright. Uh, I know they're getting one and a half points on the game, so I'm going to go with Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers uh, for my game of the week pick. All right, up. I like it. I like, I like even more upset of the week if – it doesn't sound like Nick will do it, but will anybody say that the Bears are going to play for Matt Nagy on the way out the door here against Detroit, Orlando? That would be you, or you have the board to go anywhere else with your upset of the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. My upset of the week, I got the Titans plus six and a half over the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, I think that's a great uh, a great game uh, coming up this week. Patriots need to bounce back. I think they run the ball. I think they, um, you know, um, they play and they bounce back and get a win versus New England. Yeah, I like that because I, I think it is going to be a, a closer game. So that's, yeah. a, that's a good pick. I'm going uh, Homer pick here. I'm taking the Jets plus two and a half versus the Texans. You know, the Texans got a win. They're riding high. I think they're going to be feeling feeling themselves a little bit too much. Um, Jets are getting Zach Wilson back. Uh, the defense needs to step up. And I think the Texans are a good opportunity to step up. Um, so I'm taking, I'm taking my jets. It's, it has not been good, uh, this year to do that, but you know, um, I got hope. I like when you go home base. That's a beautiful thing. Let's, let's give the jets a little love right now. And our lastly, let's do our, our over-unders. Let's take a look at the number this week. Uh, Nick, you can go first. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm looking, I'm, I'm going to that Patriots Titans game. Um, you know, both teams, have fantastic defenses and you know I, th- I think it's going to be a defensive battle so i'm going under 45 for the patriots titans game nice nice for me my over under los angeles rams versus the green bay packers 48 i am taking the over on that game i think it's going to be a shootout i think both offenses need to stand up and, and play you know some pretty exciting football i think it'll be a shootout and it'll be over 48 points in the code, in the code in Green Bay. So we say goodbye on this uh, Thanksgiving edition of, of Big Man Bets. The number one thing that you have to have the absolute non-cut on your Turkey Day meal, Orlando. What's what's absolutely has to be in there? My wife makes a, a fantastic uh, sweet potato uh, uh, sweet potato souffle uh, that, that that that's second to none. Uh, so it's great. I need to have that every Thanksgiving just to, to, to couple with my my great turkey, my fried turkey. 
uh, which is which is uh, you know one of, it'll be a great meal. She does a great a great job with that. So I don't want to pick one. Like, how do you pick one? That's um, so. Um, if I got to go one, I will go with it's. You know, we don't have it any other time of year. Uh, the green bean casserole. Ooh. I love green bean casserole. You will not get that off my Thanksgiving plate. Um, that is that is by far the best side the dish on the plate. You, to take you out of the pan, you can go top three, Nick. Give me your top three. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, so we are also frying a turkey, um, and we're smoking a, a, a turkey breast. Um, so the turkey's going to be kind of, you know, up there this year. Uh, you got the green bean casserole. My wife makes this fantastic mushroom dish that has some cayenne in it, so it's got a little heat to it. Um, and... I mean, I, I, all of it. Um, yeah, that's, and then mac and cheese. We, we started doing mac and cheese um, probably 10 years ago, and we haven't looked back. I love mac and cheese on the Thanksgiving plate. Nice, nice. Orlando, anything you need to add on? Because I gave him more options, or are you just good? I'm good with everything that we, we, we make. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I'm not, I don't turn down much, but uh, everything's good, uh, you know. Uh, so I can't complain. There is an apple cranberry pie that 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 this this market does up the street from me that I pick up every year. That's 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 awesome. Warmed up with about ten seconds in the microwave, and then uh, some ice cream on top of it, which is great. So one of my favorite dishes. Everyone's hungry. Everybody's yes. hungry. Yeah. Let's go Thanksgiving. Let's go. Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving to everyone. We appreciate you uh, checking out Big Man Bets and uh, enjoy the football. Enjoy the meals. And gentlemen, uh, you know, we will see you next week for week 13. I was going to say say a prayer for Matt Nagy. That's a little too dramatic for me. But uh, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, it'll, it's going to taste different for some Chicago Bears fans. Uh, maybe the leftover warm-up uh, if, if, if indeed the coach is gone, which I know some a lot of Bears fans will be. Uh, are, are wanting to see. Good luck to Matt in his future endeavors. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> Great to see you guys. We'll see you next week. All right, see Happy you. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.